produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. To another episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How you guys doing? All right. Good. It's been E3 was amazing. That's how I'm doing. Uh, yes, it was. And I happened to be able to go to another convention called Infocom. It's an industry convention since I'm uh, in the industry. And uh, got to see our sponsors, Tascam and, and CAD Audio, who you heard at the top of the show. And uh, there is something in the works potentially for for us with CAD Audio, since we're coming up on five-year anniversary partnership with Mighty Marvel Geeks and Weeby Geeks. Of course, when we start, but we didn't start this show until after that all started, so it fit right in. Um, but uh, yeah, we're waiting to see what happens. Uh, just waiting on some info, depending on whether it becomes a, a just us thing, which I apologize to listeners. Or if it's something that may be available to listeners in the future. But uh, check out our T Public store. Check out Loot Crate. Um, check out our web store. Some great stuff there. Uh, Mando jer- jerseys are not up yet, but they are coming soon. Uh, also, too, check out Found Me and Heroes and Villains. I use code SMUGGLERS for 15% off your first purchase. And they and Heroes and Villains has a Mandalorian line coming. Backpack has been teased. A wallet's been teased. Um, some nice stuff coming. If it's anything like the indoor commando line that we all have and biker scout line that we all have part of Mandalorian, the Mandalorian lines is coming along. It's, it's going yeah, it, to look nice. I got a chance again this weekend. We had another odd mall, an outdoor one. So I was able to actually cosplay as an indoor indoor commando using the gear that I had, had there from them. With the jacket and the hat that I got from the loot crate and the shirt, it's it was awesome. Stuff. It's great around stuff. With some nerf blasters. <laughs> I would love to get some of the rebel rebel uh, trooper nerf blasters. But I gotta paint these up. I can cover the big ones. The uh, in the the one that shoots the balls was that the rebel rebel line reveal line something like that. Yeah, rebel. I think, I think it's rebel. They have one. I want to get one of those just to try it out. They have one that is looks like. You know, uh, first order troopers rifle, not the not the newer E11, but the the long rifle or the next next step up. And oh, would I love to get that! So, well, um, actually, when it comes to collectibles, though, Nerf blasters are not that expensive. Uh, uh-uh. some of the bigger ones are like forty bucks. Other than that, you're in the ten to twenty five dollar range usually. Yeah, but their their licensed ones for Star Wars is is a little up there in price. 
Just a little, but it's okay. You're you're paying for that license. Mm-hmm. Someone has to. Yep. Yeah. It's always us. Yep. So, um, so yeah, I think that's it. Oh, I put up on social media where I gave both Tascam and CAD Audio for best supporting sponsor, since they've both been great to us, a Mighty Marvel Geeks non-award, since we don't do awards here or on Weeby Geeks anymore. And I added y'all's two names as hosts of Weeby Geeks and Wookiee Radio. So all five of us hosts are represented on that certificate, because that's from all three shows to, to our cool. sponsors. So I thought that would be a nice fitting touch. So um, other than that, I guess let's get right into it. The first thing, E3. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this only, has been insane. There's only really two major Star Wars releases that was released there, but it is huge what they released. Yeah. Yeah. It first first one up uh came as a, a little bit of a surprise to me because I I wasn't expecting it. But coming to Xbox in twenty twenty, uh this is Actually, from the article from the the Xbox panel, but it's actually coming to every system. Uh, it does say that. The game will be available yeah. on all consoles and PC. And what are we talking about? How about Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga? Yeah, my wife and I, that, this is, these are the perfect games for us. That, so we can just sit down, pick up, play a little bit of um, together, and then move on to something else. We don't. It doesn't take a whole lot of time to play a Lego game. They're always fun. And um, the two-player co-op is perfect on the... I mean, I've not found one yet that, what, the, that wasn't fun to play. Uh, we, we've been... Yeah. Uh, Zoe and I have been working on uh, the Harry Potter one. Uh, we have both Harry Potters for the Wii. Uh, I have the Star Wars ones for for the PC. And I wish they would do the Harry Potter and make them backwards compatible so you can play them on the Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. Well, the cool thing I have it on my 360, but <laughs> the, the cool thing is with this, you mean yay? It's not going to play. Yay, it's muted. Um, you start off seeing um the the original saga, and then it goes back to a brief shot of the prequels, and then it goes back to to uh the original, and then jumps ahead to to the sequel trilogy. Um, it, this this looks fabulous. They're saying all nine films on one new game, so it's gonna have um the Rise of Skywalker in it, which of course they're not gonna show a lot now be, because the movie's not out yet, and they're not they're not gonna spoil and give any secrets away to the movie. Yeah, that's that, why we look good until next year, twenty twenty. Yeah, so. Um, so yeah, the, the teaser for it looked great. I, I'm excited for it. I, I will pick it up and have it for the PC. And the best is it says it's a completely new game. So it's not just like when I was talking about it with Chris, he thought it was just going to be a rehash of the original game and then add in a couple of sort of like what they did with a complete saga. Yeah. But it's, it says it's going to be a completely new game. I, I would like to see it as a new game. I would like to see it as well as um, where, unlike the first game, where it was Clone Wars, there was actual Mm. talking. I I want I want to hear the actual script and not just that they did in the complete saga. The actual actors, well, if they are available, get get the actual actors who play the characters. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I doubt that will happen, but <laughs> yeah. Well, there's two you're not going to get. 
They could get some of the um, some of the cartoon actors to do some of the stuff. Yeah. yeah, which they have had in the past. Mm-hmm. It says the game has a whole new combat system. Interesting. Yeah, that I'm excited for as well. So I, I'm curious mm. to see. I'm, I'm curious to see what's coming with this. Yeah, as they can release more info. It also says here that the force in this is um, incredibly used, but also very intuitive. Which on a lot of these games that that's that's where another thing I've always loved about Lego games is you can pick up the controller and just play. You don't have to sit there and go through a long tutorial on exactly what button does what and you know. Right. Right. It's just it's it reminds me of an old school platformer in a modern um, look. Yeah. I mean, and they've is it Telltale Games that does the Lego games? No, no. TT. TT Games. I thought that was yeah. Telltale originally. No. But still, they're the. The Lego games I have always enjoyed. You know, the Star Wars, um, you know, the the Harry Potter. You know, some people are going, well, what about? You know, I've seen the, the Indiana Jones. I almost got it for the Wii. They are uh, awesome. I regret that yeah, I haven't yet. Thankfully, they're on sale. The only one, yeah, well, the only one that was a little bit difficult, well, one of the Marvel games was a little bit weird on the storyline, but um, the Lord of the Rings game was basically yeah. you get this giant world map, and you have to find the levels. Yeah. Mm. That one was a little bit different. Um, I, w- I, wasn't, it, I wasn't too keen on the Pirates one, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, the Pirates of the Caribbean, we... We finished it, but there was something weird in the world map on that too. I don't remember what it was. It was like a couple of games that they tried to play with just to see what they were, what you could do with it. Yeah. Well, I know GameStop the first for me game was awesome. Which one? The first Marvel game when you opened up all the worlds and you can just yeah run through New York. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, I really like the uh, Batman games on it. Yeah. I have I have one of them, and I'm stuck trying to get. Joker shoot to shoot the speedboat he's in in the bat wall in the bat plane or in the bat wing and it, mm. it's been a struggle but now that I've upgraded my controller maybe it might it might be a little easier since I I don't know why but apparently I could maneuver ships a lot better with the new controller with the Xbox style controller even though I had a Logitech controller that was very similar go figure right yeah I'm looking here real quick at the um at other games that TT games have made most of the games they've done are all Lego games. They did a couple of other ones. They like did a Bugs Life and Toy Story 2, some older ones yep. like that. Yep. And some other ones that um like Transformers the game, the Chronicles of the Narnia games. So there's a couple of other ones in here, but they're all older games. Yeah. Anything anything ten years or newer has all been Lego. Oh yeah. I mean, and they're doing they're doing well with the Lego games. Yeah. So um so continuing with games, Limited Run has announced a Lucasfilm partnership to re-release definitive collector's editions of classic Star Wars games. Now, originally, first plan uh, to arrive June 28th is Star Wars Bounty Hunter for PS4 and Star Wars for NES and Game Boy. Um, Which is weird, but... Yeah, considering Game Boy is not around anymore. I still have Neither one. There's the NES. I, I still have my NES, too, so... Uh, Unless they're going to release these in other ways, they're just saying that this was was the game that was from the NES and Game Boy. Yeah. Oh, it's, it, I don't know. It's, it's confusing because it says... It says the first release is going to be Star Wars Bounty Hunter 4 PlayStation and Star Wars 4 NES and Game Boy. Yeah. So the way it's worded is a little... Well, the the games they're releasing is Star Wars, which I don't remember that one. Bounty Hunter, which I always wanted to play but couldn't because I never had the the right system. I got Bounty Hunter included when I got my PlayStation 4. 
Um, a downloadable game. Dark Forces, Episode 1, Racer. I said that one was going to be for N64, which is weird, because that was a great game. Yeah. Uh, again, some of these are available on on Steam, uh, G, was it GOG, and uh, in Origins, EA Games Origins. Um, Jedi Knight, Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, which was a good game. Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, which I loved. Um, I don't remember Racer Revenge. Rebel Assault, which I have one and two from EA. Shadows of the Empire, which I have from EA. TIE Fighter, X-Wing, which I both have from EA. Um, but Lucasfilm talks about this. Oh, wait, there was an update to this. No, there wasn't. Wrong. Well, um, Jedi News has actually a little bit more information on it here. Let me drop this into the doc. Okay. Um, I dropped it right above that link for this. And actually, th- this includes also the four Monkey Island games. Yeah. Those were awesome. But they do confirm in here that um, Limited Run is planning on releasing some of the collector's editions on the game's original platforms. So the Star Wars game is going to be on NES and Game Boy um, on the right. 28th. And like Shadows of the Empire um, and 99's Episode 1 Racer are both coming out for Windows PC and N64. So does that mean that you could you have to have an older um, Windows operating system to run these? Probably. <laughs> what were they thinking? No one runs that's the old what I'm, That's what I don't understand. Yeah, that's what's confusing. Now, I could see on the older consoles, because a lot of people still have their old consoles for nostalgia regions and stuff. Right. But no one keeps the old school PC operating systems running. I mean, real serious gamers and stuff, a lot of them will have emulators for the old for the old operating systems and stuff, but... Right. Well, okay, here's an updated list from what I read. Curse of Monkey Island is PC. Monkey Island 2, PC. Secret of Monkey Island, PC. Secret of My- Monkey Island Special Edition, PC. Star Wars, NES and Game Boy. Bounty Hunter, PS4. Dark Forces, PC. Episode 1, N64 and PC. Or Episode 1 Racer. Episode 1, uh, PC and N64. That's gotta be the Pod Racer game. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back, NES and Game Boy, Jedi Knight, PC, Jedi Knight 2, PC, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, PC, Racer Revenge, PS4, Rebel Assault, PC, Shadows of the Empire, PC, N64, TIE Fighter, PC, X-Wing, PC. I don't know what they're thinking for their sales model here. I don't either. I mean, it's just the packaging is collector's edition, but it doesn't say anything about the games themselves. I know. That's so. That's, that's what's confusing. I don't understand what, what I don't. And of course, the blog that they that from Limited Games is not available. Yeah, well, it says here that in a blog post, Limited Run said that it will release elaborate collector's edition packages every month for the games in question, which also include non-Star Wars titles from Lucasfilm like Monkey Island. Right. So I, uh, maybe if you're a diehard Star Wars collector for video games, but most of those people already have all these games. Well, here here's a... Uh... Trying to see if they list others. Because um, I found the blog article. But they don't list. Yeah, I mean, all this is. It doesn't make sense why they're doing this. Yeah, it's confusing. Unless, We're going to have to keep an eye on this and find out what's know. going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some great options here, and depending on how much it is, it may be worth it. But I know I have uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron, and I can't get it to load, and I'm working with, with EA to figure out why it won't load. Whereas the other games that require the same, um, some of the same requirements load with no problem. So 
I think they have a problem with their game. There's a mm. problem with it. Which, if yeah. that's the case, I want my money back so I can get something else. <laughs> this is interesting because um, looking through Limited Run's uh, website here, they have a lot of stuff like add-ons, like boxes of protectors that display things for older games. Yep. Um, and the games that they sell here, they don't make any games of their own. It doesn't look like these are all, I don't know. This is strange. Yep, <laughs> it sure is. Yeah, it's very interesting. Well, you could pre-order the Dragon's Lair Trilogy Dang. for Switch. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you, too, could be frustrated like every um, arcade gamer back in the 80s. Mm. Couldn't get past the first screen. I hit yeah. left. I hit that left. Why didn't it go left? games the world has ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I made it past the first screen. I actually made it to the fourth room twice. I, I yeah. honestly don't think I ever did. You had to kind of memorize the entire game. Yeah. Because you had to know what way to move before it started flashing or else you'd uh, too late. Yeah, you, you had to remember. Well, you had to hit it at the start of the flash. You had to remember you have to look at the sides 90% of the time. You know the, you know the best way to play Dragon's Lair? Look it up in YouTube and watch someone else go through it. Yeah, really. Best play. Best way to play it? I don't usually condone this, but drunk. Maybe. As an adult, you, I say that now. It's a little bit better. If not, have a cheat sheet and tape it up right, yeah. left, up, down. Like I said, just go to YouTube and get somebody else who's already run the game and can show you so you can see the whole thing. Yeah. Now, that's not the only thing that came. Those two were not the only things to come out of E3. Oh, no. Oh, everyone's been harping on EA Games. Well, EA Games came out with the trailer. It was an extended trailer for... Extended doesn't even put a word on, a name on it. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, it was uh, It was the gameplay. It was a, a good look at the gameplay. Yeah, it was basically the entire first level is what I'm assuming. Uh, all I can say is, oh, Lord. Mm. Bring it home to daddy. Yeah. I am ready to play now. I will figure out how to come up with the money and pre-order this. After seeing 1313 gameplay and see that kind of fall after the merger and them getting rid of LucasArts, I've been waiting for a game like this since 2015. Wait. Yeah. 2012. Yeah. It's 2012? Yeah, 2012. I've been waiting for a game like this since 2012. We're finally getting it. Yeah. Uh, parts of this, though, it looked very much like um, Vicky plays Titanfall and Titanfall 2. It had a very Titanfall feel to it for the like the wall running and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, it was presented by Vince Sampella, head of Respawn, and Stig Asmussen, the game's director. They introduced us to the first few minutes of real-time gameplay, where you're playing Jedi, uh, former Jedi, 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 uh, Jedi Padawan Cal on a mission to a familiar forest planet. How familiar, you say? Well... <laughs> That give you a hint? Yeah, yeah. this planet is full of walking carpets. Uh, Stig and his team have done an amazing job, Zampella said after the extended peak of the gameplay. The unedited footage featured Cal traversing the Kashyyyk level with his uh, demitutative and faithful droid companion, BD-1. Uh, although, which I would love to see this as a character with BD-1. Just like I would love to see... Um, What's her name for Battlefront as a care as a figure? Mm. Yeah, I see, I yeah, I would love to see both of these characters as as Black Series figures. I love that droid, the BD one. I love it. I love the idea of yeah. 
also with Battlefront, I love the idea of a little droid that hangs around on your back. Oh, yeah. that's We started watching this, and the first time Vicky saw BD-1 sitting there, and that's the first thing she saw. I was like, just like Battlefront. Yeah. yeah. And this actually would be about 20, 25 years before that. This could be an early precursor to that droid. Yeah. I don't remember off the top of my head yeah. the name of Versio's droid, but... I think she just calls it droid. Yeah, I don't... I don't... Yeah, I don't remember. Droid, go get them. Mm. Um, Every once in a while, you got to remember that it, that thing can shock people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just completed the Lando Calrissian level on Battlefront. Talking about a pain in the butt. <laughs> His swagger was I not don't, I don't think I did that level yet. You may not. You're, you're probably not there yet. Have you Have you piloted, no, the, have you piloted the, at, at, the AT-AT yet? Yep. That was a fun level. Yeah. Took me forever to get off Bespin. <laughs> Yeah, that's I'm stuck on Bespin. That's why I'm right now. That one's a pain. That one you almost uh once you come back down and you got to get to the landing pad. Mm-hmm. You you have to What did I do? Finally. I went around the back side of the main building and you almost have to use the sniper rifle and do long shots yeah. to get rid of some. And then you got to go that's, into yeah. you got to go into that main hub before the ADAT and there's a rocket launcher in there. Oh, really? Huh. So you do that, um, you can black, destroy the AT-AT, and then you just stay stay in there at the doors and just keep blasting troopers. Hmm. Uh, but it's, it's easier to, to funnel and deal with the tro- with the troopers in there than it is from hmm. the outside. Yeah, I did a whole, I did a lot of um, sniper rifle work when I was playing that game. I love the sniper yeah. rifle in that game. Yeah. It's, yeah. It doesn't matter if it's Rebellion or, or uh, Imperial, the sniper, that sniper rifle is sweet. Yeah. So anyway... To continue on, uh, although uniquely suited to introduce fans to a new cast of characters in an era that's gone largely unexplored in the past, creators said that there will be some familiar faces, places and faces, such as Saul Guerrero. He's back, voiced by Forrest Whitaker, uh, as well as many new planets to explore and never-before-seen characters to meet. So, set in the dark times, just after the execution of Order 66, um, now most of the, the majority of the Jedi Order has been destroyed, survivors are being hunted down, Cal has been hiding in plain sight, carving out new life as a scrapper guild, as a part of the scrapper guild when the game begins. But when a work accident spurs him to use his abilities with the Force to help a friend, he must flee to save himself. Evade capture and, and of course evade capture during the you know as you're on the run the single person action adventure uh, he must stay one step ahead of the empire while simultaneously unraveling the ancient mystery that can help restore the Jedi Order. Asmussen has said totally canon, noting that the story cool. was developed closely with Lucasfilm. The only problem with that is, do you know there's not a happy ending at the end of this? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, um, the the whole last line, him saying this is totally canon, totally negates that last line that says that um, single player adventure, the stay one step ahead of the Empire while simultaneously unraveling an ancient mystery that could help restore the Jedi Order. That won't happen. Nope. Nope. Uh, now, let's meet Cal's droid. It's called Buddy Droid. Uh, when we first saw the trailer at Celebration, the fans had just seen Cal emerge from hiding. Uh, now we get the first look at the whole crew of characters aiding him on his quest, including the new droid, BD-1. Um, short for, short 
form of the nickname of the character Buddy Droid. BD-1 is voiced by legendary sound designer Ben Burt. Awesome. I dig that. Uh, of course, he helped create the sound for the iconic, iconic droid counterparts R2-D2 and BB-8. Of course, BB-8 was voiced mostly by Bill Matter. Uh, in-game, BD-1 serves many functions, including hacking doors, scanning new environments, emitting a flashlight in dark corners, and a meter for the character's health. And even help heal Cal in battle. Yes. You see that actually in the uh, trailer, too. Yeah. Yep. Um, now... Probably one of the most satisfying aspects to the game is using the Force and wielding a lightsaber. Uh, it's not going to be easy. A skilled player will need to block, parry, and deflect at just the right timing. And different enemies require different combinations of mo- of new moves. Uh, mutes and the team refer to it as thoughtful combat. Combat. Why can I not talk tonight? Um, so this will make the encounters more challenging when battling multiple aggressors and ultimately lead to a more satisfying victory. Uh, and of course, it's not just the lightsabers, it's the force as well, as the game will introduce never before seen force abilities, including force slow, the ability yep. to slow down another person or object. That will be cool. Um, similar to Kylo Ren's use of the force to freeze a blaster bolt, uh, a light side user can use the force to create an effect where somewhere between a force push and force pull as if they're running through water. I wonder uh, if it's actually um, slowing time down for them or is the Jedi just moving a whole lot faster? Yeah, I was wondering. It's only a, being a Flash fan, that's why the, the only way I came up with that concept. Because a lot of times the easiest right, way yeah. to, to see that the Flash is moving super fast is if everything else is moving really slow. Right. Mm. Yeah, but we kind of got, I thought we got that before in uh, Force Unleashed 2 because they had an option where you could slow down time. It was like a force ability to slow down time. I haven't got through that one yet. It's been a while since I played that one. I don't remember it. Um, Also, too, we're going to see the ability to run on walls, uh, which was a a respawn gameplay classic move, which will incorporate the use of a lightsaber to simultaneously deflect blaster bolts. Um, Asmussen said pairing the lightsaber skills with force abilities can lead to almost endless combinations, including, including force slow and a lightsaber throw. Um, it will also be important to nail the jumps, leap for ledge hangs, and use your power to navigate the obstacles in your path. Uh, now, we also see a variation on the classic stormtrooper uh, called the Purge Trooper. It's a specially trained trooper who could combat Jedi and other Force-sensitive characters. And they looked amazing in this also. Yeah. Uh, and they are harder to beat in battle. You also get into scuffles with scout troopers. They have to avoid intense heat from the flame trooper special artillery. Adass are back along with special agents in the Empire, the Inquisitors, including the Jedi Hunter's second sister. Uh, among the new and formidable opponents, you will also encounter KX security droids and terrifying Y-Shock spiders. Mm. So, um, one of my, one of the, uh, my favorite moves that I, when I saw while I was watching the trailer was when he pulls, when he force pulls the guy towards him and then grabs him and stabs him with the lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to do that. Oh yeah. Here, I'm getting hungry. I want shish kebab. You already did. <laughs> so what are the highlights from the game? How about the ADAT climbing? Mm. Kind of reminds you of when they did it in uh, Clone Wars. With the ATTEs, mm. 
Um, so uh, no, actually, in this one, um, in this one, they mean just actually scaling and climbing up the side of an adat. Okay, to try to take it over. Never mind then. I haven't seen the trailer yet completely, so I I've forgotten that part. Oh, uh, what about? Actually, I don't think that was in the trailer. Yeah, I don't know if that one was actually in the trailer. It says it's from the trailer, so I'm here. All this, what's in it? I'm here on Jedi business. It's the title of the second one. Uh, we get a glimpse of what fans can expect when playing Cal, and it looks like everything you want to be: force pushes, stabbing stormtroopers, lightsaber throws, and a precise dodge of purge troopers attack. You name it, it's there. Uh, and then again. Third highlight, say hello to the White Shock Spider. Why Shock Spider Man? Why Shock Spider Man? No. I wouldn't mind seeing a Y Shocks action figure. You know what? Well. I think this is actually a creature brought out of the old EU. Because you remember um the the um Thrawn trilogy, the original ones. The reason that, according to that, the reason the wikis all lived up in the um, trees was because of the creatures that were on the um, floor yeah. were too aggressive. Yeah. I think these spiders were one of those creatures. Could be. Uh, number four, BD-1 is the best. Uh, so the trailer offers insight into BD-1. Uh, and then seeing that uh, this last one is Hope is Not Lost with Saw Gerrera voiced by Forrest Whitaker. Uh, we see him early in the trailer delivering a fiery speech. And even in a short preview, his words are inspiring and moving. Even for fans of the saga, we're ready to pick up lightsabers and fight to the Empire. Bring the fight to the Empire. You know, with the way Forrest Whitaker is willing to do continue this role, I would not mind seeing a Saw Gerrera series on Disney+. Plus. Hmm. Could be interesting. I think we've got a better chance of possibly seeing him in the Cassian Andor series and a cameo here and there. Could yeah, be. Yeah, probably. But, but the way it came across, he didn't know Cassian. So I would almost rather. So because of that, I think it could lead to a very interesting TV series or streaming series on Disney Plus. See him with his yeah. group <coughs> starting his rebellion against the wishes of the rebellion, you know, the various orders of the rebellion. So we see him shortly at, you know, it could intermix. One episode leads him up to the point of where he appears in Rebels. And then here's another one leading out of. And then one going into where he, he meets the Urso family or is dealing with them. And then the events that go between there, you know, when he tells Jen to stay there and then just disappears to when till right before he appears again in, in Rogue One. Possibly. I, I, I Actually, was... I, you could work into that one because of um, him working in the shadows and stuff also. Work that into a Black Sun or um, that Criminal Underworld show that we want that would be a... Um, We're Crimson Dawn. In the world of Solo. Mm, the Crimson Dawn series, yeah. Yeah, the Crimson Dawn, sorry. Well, here, here's another thing about Jedi Fallen Order. You will not get to choose between the light side or the dark side. I don't um, see why you players will not be making this choice. Why? Because Cal Kestis, the game's protagonist, is defined as a as a character that players cannot change. Um, according to Stig Asmussen, Cal is an authentic character who has to fill a certain role, not just in the game, but in the larger Star Wars universe. So, could this mean we could potentially see him in a um, a gap movie? I say gap movie in a, as a movie that takes place between prequels and original saga. Possibly. Um, so, well, the the interesting thing, thing also, um, the Star Wars show actually had an interview with um, the two designers here, and they were saying how um, it's interesting because he was 
Kyle was just a Padawan, similar to Starkiller or some of the other ones when they first, um, when you first meet him, or similar to Kanan when we first ever meet him in the books. Right. So um, he's a lot faster, shorter tempered than most Jedi, and a lot faster to pull a lightsaber than a more than a fully trained Jedi would be. Right. Well, he, that, right. That's why you don't get light side or dark side with him, because yeah, he's a Jedi, but he's kind of running the line on the middle anyway. Well, here's here's another thing. Asmussen teases that the character's being used in other places before uh, Zampella points out that this is a Jedi story. So if he's being used in other places, does that mean there's other games that may involve him bef- that takes place before this? Or is or there a plan? Or have seen this character in a movie or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the background or something, maybe? Or will he will he possibly be in the Endor series, the Cassian Andor series? Oh, Andor. I thought you said Endor. I'm like, what? I did briefly, and I realized what I said and corrected it. <laughs> uh, I was wondering. I'm like, wait a minute. What Endor series? <laughs> no, not telling us, like, <laughs> Inside, not information. Um, now, Falling Order is poised to release on November 15th versus P- via versus uh, via the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, there's been no word of any additional ports. Uh, pre-orders are live now. Uh, so yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, me yeah too. this is going to be awesome. I'll put it in my pre-order. Now, it gets even better than that. Um, with the gameplay having hit the internet, it shows off a real interesting connection to the rest of the franchise with Saul Guerrero. Um, which I guess you you do see him appear on the Wookiee homeworld of Kashyyyk, where he's working to disrupt the Empire's plans. Uh, it's a brief appearance, but highlights how central the character has become in a larger Star Wars universe. Um, so uh, he also makes an appearance in the novelization for Solo, a Star Wars story, meeting Empress Nest. Another resistance-minded figure, uh, and he showed up over a scattering of other books. So, yeah, he was. A, it, it's just showing he was a major player in the gap between episodes three and four. Right. Even if the um, rebellion doesn't um, follow his methods or even condone his methods, he was a major player out there. Which is why any of these series that happen in between, or any of the movies that happen in between, I would not be surprised if he would pop up here and there. Right. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Now, here's something that makes me happy, but my pocketbook not happy. In the sto- in a story set prior to the events of the upcoming video game Fallen Order, two Jedi will find themselves in battle for their lives. You're going what? Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order Dark Temple is a five issue Marvel miniseries that will lead into the highly anticipated game from Redspawn. Um, Marvel and their miniseries this year. And one shots are gonna make the <laughs> gonna make the Mighty Marvel Geek non awards real interesting. Yeah, because Tie Fighter is amazing. Galaxy's Edge is amazing. The the one shots with um, Age of Rebellion, Age of the Republic have been great. Um, Solo Imperial Cadets been great. The solo adaptation it was okay. Um, the one shot of issue 108 based on the legends uh, as a conclusion for the legend book was awesome. Um, it's getting to a point. 
Marvel just needs to separate and go, here's Marvel and here's Marvel Star Wars. <laughs> it was its own subline. Just market yeah. it separate because it's doing amazing. Well, it kind of are too. Yeah. Um, take, a, take a page from DC and just start a new imprint. <laughs> Under the Marvel umbrella. I mean, like the one DC Under just had. Like the one that DC just folded. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Um, Pick one. Vertigo. Yeah. <laughs> Did they make that announcement? They were supposed to be making one. Did they announce it? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. rumors right now. No. No, it's yeah, it's, it's done. The It'll ru- be back. The rumors are that's now being spread by Rob Liefeld is that DC is done. That is well, going to be closing soon. I don't know about that. I see some major restructuring coming from the, um, but that's coming from outside of DC and a way above Warner Brothers at this point. Yeah, but Ethan Van Skyver has not helped with that. Well, Mm. they keep hiring the guy. Yeah, I haven't figured out that one yet. I mean, his artwork looks great, and I do own a piece of his original art. Don't get me wrong, but it's everything he's doing outside of work. Yeah. I'm having issues with. Definitely knows how to stir the pot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so it was revealed that Lucas, uh, by Lucasfilm, that uh, writer Matthew Rosenberg and artist Paolo Villanari, uh, who's currently working on Dark Visions, another great series, um, are going to be the creative on this as the tale follows Jedi Master Inno Cadova and his impulsive Padawan Siri Junda on a seemingly simple mission that becomes much more dangerous. The Jedi Council sends the pair to the remote planet on Tovo to oversee the evacuation of a mysterious temple on on Tovo. Uh, dueling forces of local resistance and ruthless security troops clash in a war for the fate of the planet with the Jedi caught in the middle. Uh, first cover is up and looks sweet. And there apparently is a third lightsaber coming from somewhere in this shot that we don't see. So I'm kind of hoping this she is one of the, be holding two of them. Yeah, but with the way this, that's not her saber coming around the front. Oh, the yeah. Jedi Master. That could also be just a blue. Um, yeah, I don't think that's a That saber. could be a blaster bolt or something. Uh, No, yeah. not, not with the way it's deflecting that red blaster bolt. Yeah. That's a saber. Yeah. Yeah, but I I want to see more of her saber because that hilt the the pommel on that hilt looks awesome. Well, we will actually. I'll wait till you get to the bottom of this story because there's more information about her too. I don't know if it's in this story or not. Uh, so Rosenberg tells StarWars.com working on Jedi Fallen on the Jedi Fallen Order comic has been a great experience. Uh, Respawn and Lucasfilm not only are not only creating one of the most exciting video games in a long, long time, but the true, but they're also telling a truly epic story. Uh, so having the chance to introduce audiences to some of the game's cast, explore a bit of who they are and how they got where they are is really fun. Siri Junda and Eno Cadova are a pair of Jedi that fans are definitely going to want to know more about. And this comic will let you tell part of will tell you part of that story that you won't get anywhere else. Uh, what's more fun than working on a new Star Wars book, uh, Vanelli says? Well, the answer is working on a new Star Wars book, exploring a completely new part of a franchise. As a video game lover, I was super excited to be a part of the new Fallen Order game. As an artist, I was thrilled to explore and create part of it for the comics. Uh, besides our, our heroes, 
uh, we'll get a chance to show new planets, villains, and some good old lightsaber action. Uh, issue one is going to kick off in September, and a okay. ma- and a in, uh, featuring Siri, a major figure from the game, along with some more elements from the forthcoming action adventure. The series promises to enrich the experience of Je- of Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, so Siri in this is actually in the game also. Yes, so you'll get to see her a little bit more of her lightsaber, hopefully. Yes. Yeah. Now, there's been some controversy with Galaxy's Edge. And uh, let's talk about this, shall we? This is actually this is actually cool looking because it's not as bad as we thought it was. No. Yeah. It's like use some common sense. Yeah. Yes. Um, as the recently opened Galaxy Edge eases into operational life, so the practical rules and regulations continue to be unveiled. One of the most contentious elements of this is the status of fans wearing Star Wars costumes within the park. Uh, so take a look at this and see what it means for visitors to Black Spire Outpost. Now, uh, I opened up this link for Attractions Magazine to see what they say. Um, so Disney Bounding, uh, which is putting together traditional clothing items that serve as a recognizable tribute to Star Wars characters. And Batuian attire, outfits inspired by the villages, villagers of Batu, including muted tones, vests, and layers, etc. So I guess yeah, all is actually permitted. I guess if you wear clothes that are similar to what you would find in Batu, it's okay. Yeah, right. It looks like there's just specific things you're not allowed to wear, which makes sense on a lot of this. Yeah, so it completely makes sense. All robes are military style attire. Gone. Mask, face paint, elaborate headwear blasters or holsters lightsabers are allowed because they're sold there or hard items like body armor helmets or knee pads no full character suits nope now a lot says lightsabers lightsabers are allowed because you said because they're sold there does that mean just the ones that are sold there though yes anything's lightsabers that are sold within the park whether it's the ones at savvy's or the ones that you do at create a saber uh which are the plastic sabers yeah so yeah but you can't be bringing your own in right yeah so you you can wear tunic style tops that look similar mm-hmm. to a jedi or or even, or even what's always lovingly been called shorty robes yeah <laughs> so i wonder if this means when i go and it's cooler weather i can wear my jedi tunic with my pair of, pair of uh, jeans as long as you don't have the robe over it Works for me. Sure, why not? So I don't know how it will look. But I mean figure the Disney bounding has been allowed. Uh the idea of wearing stuff inspired by the villagers of Batu, I guess because you're you're Disney bounding to them as well is allowed. Wearing Praetorian Guard costumes or Wookiee costume. Yeah, no. That's never that's never allowed as an adult either to wear a costume making you look like Gaston or, or someone you could Disney bound as Gaston or Disney bound as Belle, but to dress up in an actual Belle costume, yeah, they're gonna turn you away at the gates. Dress like Tinkerbell, they're turning you away. And you should you should know that you should not. It's been a rule. This should for, not be an issue. It's, it's been a rule forever. Right? Yeah. So, Why would it be different now? Because people want to complain. Mm-hmm. That's that's just it. Yeah. Now, here, here's the other fun one, and there is an update to this, but apparently it has been stated that cast members are being told they cannot use the word younglings when addressing kids. So this is a little dark. 
Um, so someone said, also, a cast member said kids, and I drunkenly said, oh, younglings? She blindsided me by telling me that they had, they've they already scrubbed younglings from their vocab. Parents didn't like it because of one of the only times you hear it, hear it in the movies is when the phrase killing lung, younglings. Fair. It's like, uh, okay. Yeah. Also... The only time you ever hear younglings re- referenced is by the Jedi. Right. There are no Jedi in Batu. Right. 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 Yeah. Same yeah. thing like with your um, armor or any of that stuff. If you want to go immersive for Batu, why would you be wearing Jedi robes? There's no Jedi around at this time. Why would you wear um, like stormtrooper armor, regular stormtrooper armor? You're not, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're not gonna blend into the area. Now, if you wear like the chest plate, if you wear the chest plate as part of your bounty hunter armor that you scavenge from yeah. from an old, you know, from like the Battle of Jakku or somewhere else. Yeah, right? you're not allowed to wear that anyway. It said no hard shell armor. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Jenny Nicholson, who's a YouTuber, attended a press event ahead of the attraction's opening and reported on her experience. Um, it's unclear if this anecdotal information is official protocol or merely a suggestion. Um, but, you know, can we blame them? Well, yeah. Now, while using the term will likely immerse the guests further into the world, the use of the phrase in the films would immediately draw a connection to the scene of Revenge of the Sith, where Palpatine's orders, under Palpatine's orders, Anakin kills all the younglings training at the temple. While the attraction is meant to be the happiest place on Earth, aspiring thoughts of children being murdered isn't an image at the park at all. Uh, I guess not. Now, a contradictory report might complicate matters as inside the map. Magic, a Disney Parks blog, claimed prior to the park's opening that youngling or Padawan were preferred terms to use at the park. Uh, the site offered advice on how to speak the lingo that cast members would be using at the Galaxy's Edge, pointing out that bright suns served as a daytime greeting while rising moons was the nighttime. Uh, they also noted that children in Black Spire Outposts hmm. are referred to as younglings or padwans. Uh, if they're strong, if they are strong with the force, uh, space travelers who can't walk around and need to be pushed in strollers will be referred to as a their their buggy as a youngling transport. Um, with that, what is possible is that for the park's press event, youngling was used, and after discovering the reactions from guests to the term, um, was to think of the Revenge of the Sith moment protocol changed now there is an update to this now while the story stated the phrase younglings is being voided various guests have confirmed cast members within the park is still are still using the term so personally i have no problem if they call my daughter a youngling or a padawan because for me i call her my padawan because i'm training her in the ways of star wars she is my padawan <laughs> And I am the Jedi Master. That's all there is to it. So to call her a youngling? Yeah. I, I'm i trying to remember. Younglings go up to what age within the order? Uh, probably a youngling until they um, get paired one-on-one with a master. So about 10 or yeah, 9, yeah. 10, 11, somewhere in there. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. once they get paired with a master, they become a Padawan. Okay. According to Wikipedia, a youngling legends, a youngling was a child. The basic term was a species neutral, referring to any offspring of humanoid children to insectoid grubs. Hmm. 
Uh, Canon-wise, youngling was a term for any child of any species. Younglings who were taken to the Jedi Temple to be trained as Jedi were known as Jedi younglings. So, technically, a youngling is the right term for children. Since it's saying here, it was a term for any child of any species. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. And then those taken to the temple were called Jedi younglings. So, it was the Jedi younglings that were killed in Revenge of the Sith, and not just younglings. Yeah. And with the legends, it's the same thing. A youngling is a child. It is not specific to... To just the Jedi. Yeah. So. But the only time you actually hear it used in the movies is um, referring to the Jedi children. Um, In the movies, yes. Wasn't it used a lot in uh, Clone Wars? I don't remember. Whenever you had scenes with, <sighs> with kids. I, I want to say the yeah, one that had um, the Twi'lek that was connected with, was that, with Fives? Where it was just the episode based around the, the clone troopers. He referred to the kid as a young one. Possibly. So, um, but you know, I want to put out there to our listeners. Tell us what you think about the use of the word youngling or, or not using it. Especially now that we gave clarification of what a youngling is. And it is the Star Wars term for a child. It is not specific to just the Jedi. So tell us what you think. You can always tell us on Twitter, at Wookie Radio, on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, just look us up on as Wookie Radio. Now, Father's Day has come and gone, but it doesn't mean you can't get something after Father's Day for your dad. Um, I w- we should have done the story. Well, no, this came out after we recorded last week. So uh, Father's Day is on the day we're recording, but you you can still get these gifts, such as Heroes and Villains, Indoor Collection, and Storyboard Tea Collection. Hmm. And guess what? Use code SMUGGLERS for 15% off your first purchase. How about that? Uh, Bio World's designs are always smart, and these two lines exemplify the indoor collect uh, that quality. The Indoor Collection blends Rebel Fatigues, inspired by the Forest Moon of Indoor, um, and along with the iconography, uh, as while the Storyboard Tea Collection takes behind-the-scenes art and turns them into super, into super cool t-shirts. Um, there's, I want that Falcon one. There's a couple of these Falcon ones. You know, all four of these I really like that they show in the picture. <laughs> Just point blank. <laughs> I love the Fal- the two Falcon ones the best, but I also like the two X-Wing ones that they show. Now, um, you also have the uh, Cufflinks and Lightsaber tie clip and Lightspeed tie bar. Uh, Cufflinks is uh, the name of the company, uh, but they're Darth Vader Lightsaber tie clip and Lightspeed tie bar, which actually glows in the dark. Um are some really cool accents to, to incorporate with Dad's wardrobe. Um, Hypnotic Star Wars socks. It's a great pair here. World's greatest dad, Darth Vader. I would rock those socks, considering I'm the only dad on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they have other classic Star Wars figures as well, including Boba Fett. Um, and then Razor has Stormtrooper keyboard and mouse. It, you know, it's wired. I don't do the wired keyboards anymore. I use the Wi-Fi, but it's not. But the Stormtrooper themed gear is is pretty cool. 
Uh, the keys are raised up off the, the keyboard a little bit more. Um, the mouse looks okay, but these two can be yours for uh, the the whole suite, the mouse pad with the keyboard for $175.47. The keyboard alone is $99.99, and the mouse is uh, $59.99. Uh, this other thing they have is a Razer Goliathus Extended Stormtrooper, which I have no clue what it is. Is that a mouse pad? Probably. Yeah, it's a anti-slip rubber base that's durable for use anywhere. So it's to put your keyboard on and your mouse pad be used as a mouse pad as well. Uh, to continue on, how about the Hasbro Retro Collection? I want the Escape from Death Star game. So I want Tolkien. I want Tarkin. Tolkien. I want Tarkin. And I have not seen these figures anywhere, and I would love to get a set. So they're exclusive to Target, which I haven't seen, so I'm probably going to have to order online. Now, the blender bottles, I'm not into these, but these kind of look cool if I was doing blending. Um, there's an Imperial, there's a Rebel side. Uh, I kind of like the Rebel side a little bit more, but I do I do like one of the element. I do like one of the bottles for the Imperial. Look, kind of looks like the hallway lights. Um, see, to continue on, there's Darth Vader's apron, which you use for cooking. Eh, seems okay. Then there's the tiki mugs. You got Han. Those are always cool. You got Jedi Luke. You got Bush Leia, a Grimorian guard, and Han Solo and Carbonite. I like the Bush mug. Grimorian guard's cute too. Uh, Fifth Son, who's been a purveyor of Star Wars teas, has um, still has to deliver deliver. Uh, offerings: Darth Vader, Father of the Year, Best Father in the Galaxy. Yoda, Yoda, best dad ever. Uh, Love Pop has a pretty cool looking pop up Father's Day card. Um, Lego. I want this set. I still got to get the pieces so I can make the uh, Death Stark's uh, detention center scene from the Celebration exclusive. I've got the parts list. I just need to order the parts so I can build it and st- still leave my exclusive sealed in the box. But uh, the Death Star Escape. Uh, which, um, personally, I, I would love to get to kind of go with the uh, detention center. Um, but it's pretty cool. I, it recreates that scene at the light bridge. Uh, and then there's Star Wars Pinball for his his gate, you know, for his Steam, PlayStation, Xbox. It's coming soon to the Nintendo Switch, but you can also play it on your phone or tablet. Uh, New Zealand's Mint has a Darth Vader in pure civil, silver. Uh Acme Archives has a Chewbacca and Porg print. Uh, you can always go over to Audible and get your dad the audio drama Dooku Jedi Lost, which I am about an hour and 15 minutes into it, and it's amazing. I absolutely love it. Um, have you guys listened to it yet? Not yet. I'm no, saving up. Oh, it's great. So far, everything I've been hearing, it's, it's Avage, Asajj Ventress telling the story so far, going back through his old data archives. And, and it's pretty interesting. It really is. It's a, it's a great book or a great read or a great listen since you can't read it. It's a very cool listen. So um, let me end us off with this question. Quick quiz. Which Star Wars father-child duo are you and your dad? One. Let's see if we can all agree on this. What treat did you get from your dad? 
looks, brains, spunks, or will or rebellionness? Brains. Probably brains. I will agree with the brains. What's your favorite thing to do with your dad? Go on adventures, conduct experiments, debate, anything comp- competitive. Always went on adventures with my dad. Yeah, I yeah guess that so. works. How close are you and your dad? Joined at the hip. We love each other, but we don't see each other much. We butt heads, but respect each other. We don't get along. Mine would be the second one. What was that? What was the second one again? We love each other, but don't see each other much. Probably that one. What gift would your dad like most? Car, book, a gadget, computer. My dad, a computer. Mine would be a gadget, but... I'm not sure. A car, gadget, all of them would be good for him. Well, odds are evens, Derek. Odds. Computer gets it. <laughs> Um, how would your dad like to spend Father's Day? Small gathering of friends, a night out in the city, at home with family, at by himself at work. Probably at home with the family. At home with family. Yep, I agree. Uh, what, what quality does your dad find most important? Loyalty, humility, independence, or drive? Independence. Yeah, that's about right. Okay. Which adjective best describes your dad? Inquisitive, impatient, caring, efficient. Caring. I agree. Uh, yeah, why not? What does your dad watch on TV? Political dramas, war documentaries, do-it-yourself shows, anything he could bet on. My dad was on war documentaries left and right. None of those. They don't have, yeah, my dad was my dad's sci-fi shows, so. Yeah, why do well, they were geeks? Most of us are geeks because our dads were geeks. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, if a war documentary came on, my dad watched it. He wasn't that big into the DIY shows. He wasn't big. I mean, he watched sports, but he never bet on it. And then my dad. Political dramas. I'll take into any of that. So I guess I take this one for the team. I guess. War documentaries. Uh, what does your dad like to eat? High class food, pub food, anything he could take on the go. I've never seen him eat. Pub food. Is that what you said too, Derek? Mm-hmm. All right. Now, mind you, this one's you know, this quiz has been a little harder for me because you know, my dad. I lost my dad in 2017. Yeah. Uh, what does your dad complain about now? <laughs> what or now? Uh, what does your dad complain about? The government. Before you go, before you, before you continue with that question, I just want to make one comment about the last question. Uh, let me put it to you this way: I told my dad that I would take him out to eat on Father's Day anywhere he wants to go. Anywhere at all, and he picked Applebee's, not McDonald's. <laughs> no, he didn't go gourmet. No, <laughs> he said Applebee's. I said anywhere you want to go. He said Applebee's. I'm like, okay. He wants to recreate that moment between Ricky Bobby and his dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, what does your dad complain about? The government, rule breakers, slow drivers, or money? None of those. Yeah, not really Not really any of those. My dad kind of complained about the government. Eh, yeah, we'll go with that. And the father-child duo that we are is Galen and Jen Urso. The Ursos have a tragic story of a loving family torn apart by the evil empire. Though Galen had to give up his daughter, he was a caring and devoted father, just like your dad. He did have to make some to- make a tough choice, but passed on some great traits like humanity, big brains, and the ability to get stuff done on your own. Not a bad family to be compared to. We recommend doing something f- hands-on this Father's Day. Have fun. I may have to have Zoe take this quiz to see what she what it comes up with. And if so, I'll I'll post it on uh, I'll I'll screenshot it and share it on Twitter. Okay. So um, that's gonna bring us to a close. Wow, quick show. Yeah. Any any final thoughts? Yes, I have one final thought. 
So, uh, as we were talking about the uh, Jedi Fallen Order game, I saw another article that talks about the uh, the deluxe edition of the game that's coming out that you can pre-order and what comes with it. And the deluxe edition is $10 more than the standard edition. And if you pre-order it, it comes with uh, unique cosmetic equipment for your lightsaber and droid companion, including an orange lightsaber blade, uh, a couple of skins for your droid, a couple of hilts for your lightsaber, um, and a digital art book and director's cut behind-the-scenes videos. So there you go. There you go. All that for $10 extra. Cool. Cool. That's actually nice because a lot of times those um, the deluxe editions and stuff are like 30 or 40 bucks more. But they come with like yeah. statues and all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it comes with a, a nice feature. That's pretty cool. Behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. So what about you, Ken? I'm, I think I'm all thought out at the moment. Well, then I'm going to say that is officially wraps it up for us this week. Um, until next time, we only got this left to say. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jets, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. A powerful Sith you will become.